you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. So I always say this in our podcast, I want to invite folks back after they've done a phenomenal job, they've shared their knowledge, we've actually had brainstorming sessions. Well, I am so excited to welcome back Misty Wise. Misty, welcome to... Thank you. Excited to be here. Yes. So if you, if you're anyone that doesn't remember, we recorded, now this is a couple years ago, okay? We recorded a podcast, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. And you were one of the, the pace setters, trendsetter, if I will. And so, I like it. I like it. You know, you were thinking about remote work before basically the country shut down. For sure. And you were an advocate of this. And so you were sharing how, you know what, you already had some of the systems and the mechanisms in place. And so I do want to hear, how is it going after, you know, 18 months, two years of being remote, fully remote? How's it going? It's going well. Um, you know, it's definitely changed our process a bit. You know, obviously we still adopted a lot of the stuff around project management and utilizing those tools. So we have some forward facing how the different development programs are going and all of that stuff. I think that we've definitely also catered to, we know that there's a demographic out there that likes remote work, right? Like they really want to be part of it. It's definitely given us some opportunities with being able to hire across the state and actually hiring people that want to be in that sort of environment. And so we're definitely capitalizing on that piece of it. We've built a lot of cool training mechanisms, being able to do it remotely, doing it all online. And it's actually helped us move folks through our programs faster. So there's definitely some benefits, but there is also you know, several challenges with it, depending on the scope of your company. We're obviously working through some of those. One of them being just keeping everyone engaged is, you know, really difficult. Even if they want to be in that environment, you still want a little bit of that face-to-face interaction, right? And we're still missing some of that. But we are working on a lot of different things with even our previous office environment. We're able to downsize, but we're also kind of reinventing it completely, right? Like we've done a complete 180 on what that office space looks like, creating more of like a Google engagement and collaborative kind of environment for the folks that are staff that want to be able to come in and and use the space because, you know, having your kids at home a lot more than maybe before and and not being able to get away from it is definitely challenging for our folks. It's really neat. And I know it's in in the description who you are, but as a reminder, you are the executive director of SC811 and you also have started the WISE Resource uh, Group. And so I really wanted to learn a little bit more about I guess, where did that even come from? I know that you are just this technology wizard, so forward thinking with your team. So where does it come from where you have the ability to guide this organization through all of the innovative changes? And then also now you're helping other organizations with, well, actually you tell us. what. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's kind of an evolution. I mean, uh, for me, work at home is you know, giving me a little bit more bandwidth. You know, my travel schedule hasn't been as heavy as it's been in the past. It is kind of normalizing now, but having, you know, the ability to be able to use some of my free time with the work at home environment and helping other associations and groups be able to kind of maximize their resources and look at, you know, using technology tools to become more efficient and, you know, even creating some of these remote options and kind of diversifying their work groups, so to speak, because we're all dealing with the same issues. 
you know, I have a lot of folks come to me and ask me for support, but it's really hard to, you know, break away without, uh, you know, just making myself a resource for that permanently. I do think it's, there's a lot of opportunity there for me to learn about different organizations and different elements that maybe I'm not dealing with in my own environment. And so it has been very captivating for me. I enjoy both sides of that. I enjoy making my organization better, but I, I truly enjoy making others lives easier and letting their associations, you know, capitalize on some of the tools that we've had the luxury of learning and being able to implement in our workforce as well. That's right. That's right. So um, I've seen the wise resource really look at an organization holistically and kind of try to make sure you're reorganizing and restructuring to ensure you're, you know, streamlining solutions. You're really making the best of all of the resources that you have, whether it be people resources, technology, and, and you have the, the capabilities to do that and apply that, whether it be remote work or even in person. And so that's why I think it's neat that you have evolved into this leader where you're creating this hub, this very innovative hub for leaders and staff to come in whenever they want, whenever they, you know, you're providing an opportunity, a playground, if you will, of sure. work. And so yeah. that's one way that you, you've shown up. Yeah, you know, every organization is different and whatever our folks that want to come and do work with us and, and work with my consulting firm, you know, they're all looking for something different. Some people might be just looking to take a small portion of their business. Maybe this operationally is working pretty effectively, but there's just this one piece that they need looking at and they need just another set of eyes. And then there's other groups that are maybe new to role, like new executive directors and CEOs who come into an organization and it's like drinking from a fire hose. You know, it's like, wow, this whole minutia of different things and where do I start? And it really does help having another set of eyes in there with you. Like, give me your perspective. Let's talk about what you think is happening. And then let me dive a little deeper, have some one-on-ones with their employees and kind of dig at where, where some of those issues are and how they can create some more efficiency around what they're doing. And a lot of it comes down to communication. I think a lot of companies take for granted that they communicate effectively with their employees or that they know what's happening from top to bottom. And that really People don't do as good a job at that as they think they do. And it's definitely an issue when you look at remote work environments. It's even worse to some degree. It's one thing to be in the dark when you're in the office, but it's another to be in the dark and you're at home. And so I think, you know, companies don't realize that they haven't really fostered that as much as they should. And having another set of eyes coming in and doing some, some surveying and some one-on-one discussions with their staff, kind of figuring out where the meat and potatoes of that is. And, you know, from one silo or one work group to another, it could be different. Um, and I think that think it's really hard for executives at that level to take the time to really dig into that. And I definitely think bringing in a third party of any kind, whether it's our firm or someone else, mm-hmm. is definitely a benefit and an asset, especially when you have to go back and answer for some of this stuff with your board of directors or things that are definitely a sticky point in, in having to make some really tough decisions on staffing and operational waste of sorts and things of that nature. So it's definitely a, a good good process, I think. And you know, in our new world, I think there's a lot of new opportunity out there for folks that maybe haven't gone into the consulting realm that have the opportunity to do so as a result of COVID. I really want to hone in on, you're talking about communication, effective communication. That's one of the biggest pain points that employers are saying, I I don't know what my team's doing. I They're not engaged, or maybe I have no idea. So I guess from your standpoint, what is effective communication? What, what does that really look like? It's just finding a way to really touch everyone as part of the process. Everyone has to feel engaged. I know one of the things that I work on diligently with my team is making sure that the culture is really fostering what we're trying to achieve because we're consistently bringing in new employees and we want them all to have the same 
perspective of what we're doing as an, an organization and how we're communicating that to our employees. You know, in the past, I think a few years ago, just to kind of wheel back a little bit, you know, I don't know that I was comfortable with, like I wanted my folks at home, but when you look at 100% of them being at home and then figuring out how to navigate managing that, that you know, with that, you know, 30,000 foot view and overseeing what they're doing, it is uncomfortable to say, you know what, I'm just going to let, you know, them have some autonomy. And you really have to learn as a leader to be able to do that. Because I think that there are a ton of different positives that have come out of COVID in this remote work environment. But communication is one, if you're not doing it effectively, it looks 10 times worse when you're in the remote environment, right? If you weren't doing it good in the office, you're definitely not doing it good remotely. And you have to spend the time at figuring out how they need to take that information in. Like, how do you want to get that stuff out there? Everyone learns differently for, for an example. You know, some people might read it and feel good about it and learn it and they move on. Other people visually have to see it and others maybe want video communication. You know, some folks just want to click on a link on a, you know, internet website and get all their information contained that way. You know, and, it, and some of it is a, a balance, you know, having events with your folks and bringing them in and talking about what's going on in the organization. I don't know that a few years ago, I've been here in this role for about almost, I guess, just about nine years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's vastly different than what it was when I first came in. I felt like we held our cards closer before, and now we're over-communicating, for lack of a better term, because it's it's essential and we're getting more positive reciprocation from the employees as far as how they feel about it. You know, it makes them feel more valued. They feel like they're more part of the the solution of whatever it is that you're working towards when they feel like they're part of the mission. And I think if you don't communicate, you're not getting that. You really aren't. One thing I'm hearing, it's a theme I respect about you, is that you are staying adaptable and agile. You realize that, listen, this is the idea you have. You can look at the trends, look at, you know, the the data, but you also have to see the employee experience. You're taking all that information in and then making and readjusting the organization as you need. And so would you say that that's a big part of your success is staying flexible? Yeah. And again, it's, it's something that everybody grows, right? Like I've been a leader for a long time and I have consistently tried to grow myself. And a lot of that as a leader in my perspective is stepping outside your comfort zone. You, if you're going to ask for feedback, you have to be prepared for the good, the bad and the ugly. Ha, bam, right in the, got it. Uh, You really do. You have to be prepared for it. And, And to be honest, I, you know, I take it all in. I'm very receptive to it. Some of the stuff I don't like hearing it, right? Like, but you also have perception is nine tenths of the rule, and you have to look at that and take it not necessarily with a grain of salt, but really resonate. Let it resonate with you a little bit. And sometimes I go back to employees and say, "Listen, you know, I've thought about this for a little while, and I really appreciate your feedback. And the fact that they feel like they can be honest with me just is a, again a, a element of our culture and what we've been trying to create. Because I need my leadership team to feel the same way when their employees come to them. And so I have to lead by that example. But I, sometimes I'll go back and say, you know what, you, you mentioned this, and it could have been weeks ago, but I come back because it's been resonating with me that long, because I do my best to try to navigate where those challenges are and actually just face them head on. Like I hear you, and I want to listen to you, and I want to find a way to make it better. And so it might take an extra conversation to kind of dig a little deeper at the conversation that they may have started at a previous staff meeting and, and talk more about you know, why their perception is that and what, what can we do to make it better? Yeah. So many good points that I just, I could unpack with you all day long. 
I would say that if, if someone was going to reach out to you from an organizational perspective, the employer, what do you think that most employers need the help, the most help with? You know, I think it's probably, you know, it, it depends on your association, your organization. New leaders need a little bit of everything. If you're stepping into something with fresh eyes, it's overwhelming. So that perspective, I would definitely look at things from a, a grander scale, like an operational overview of sorts, and really a deep dive into a lot of any and all of your processes. When it comes to somebody who's pretty well set up, you know, they've been in the organization for a while, it's sometimes, again, is just a deeper dig into the weeds, right? Like, from your perception as a leader, you know, you're running an organization, and I think you take for granted that you assume that people that work for you understand how difficult that is, right? Like, they really don't. They don't know about what you do. From, your, from their view, it looks completely different. And it may be because you're not communicating how complicated those things are. You know, I tell my employees a lot about, you know, what's, what's going on with certain things like benefits enrollment and, and different things that are very complex from a business scope. And to them, it just looks like a, a line item that costs them money out of each paycheck. And it's much more than that. So it really just depends. I, I don't th think one glove fits everyone. I don't think that strategic planning is the answer to everything. I think every business needs to evaluate and be realistic about what the things that they are weak at and, and really dig at those things and bring another set of eyes in um, to look at it with a different lens. So many good words. So, all right, I'm going to put you on the spot. And uh, so I, I haven't given you this question, but I definitely think that we need to hear this from you. What would you say is something or maybe the top thing that you've learned in the last 18 months? Top thing that I've learned in the last 18 months? Well, there's so many. How do I narrow the search? Yeah, I'm always growing. So I feel that the thing that I've learned the most is definitely in relation to engagement. And really, and again, engagement to me is, is kind of taking in culture and a lot of the different things that go with that. You know, when I look at some of the new employees we're bringing in, man, they're drinking the Kool-Aid right out of the gate. And I love okay. it. You know, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is what a drastic impact your culture has on performance and the people that you're bringing in and what you're continuing to foster. Like our employees are, are bringing in people that they know because they love it so much, you know, and that to me is moving as a leader because that's what you want to hear. When I hear it from somebody on day one, day two, you know, they're in training, they're drinking the Kool-Aid already at like day four. They're like, woohoo, when can I move <laughs> on to the next thing, you know? And that to me is so empowering of our leadership or consultants that are doing work with us and, and the employees that are, you know, giving to others and saying, hey, I love this organization. I want you to come work for them too. And, you know, us giving them compensation for bringing in new folks. And I think that to me is probably the biggest thing I've learned in the last 18 months. Mm. And I swear I haven't instructed her to say that. That was just a really good segue into, you know, what, what Willis HR provides and focusing on, you know, the culture piece and really what we try to instill in all of uh, the leaders that we work with is honing in on the people part of your business and being an advocate, you know, for your team. And so I swear I didn't, I didn't pay you to say that. that I'll even give you one more example if you want one. Same, <laughs> same idea, same concept, right? So I'm yeah. I'm in my board meeting this past May. And, you know, one of the things that we've really fostered, and again, you know, nine years ago, if you had told me that this would have been the way to go, and, you know, I couldn't have hired him externally to do the same role, I would have argued with you. But now, again, it's part of the culture, but 
I had a whole group of about maybe 10 or 12 of my staff members in the room and we're talking about having to really kind of bite the bullet to bring new folks in at a little bit of a higher rate. It's expensive. It's costly. We're doing salary assessments on the regular, which is another thing as a leader you should be doing if you're not doing it already. And I had my team raise their hand and I said, how many of you came from the call center? And these are staff people, staff people, man, how moving it was when 80% of them raised their hand. And I looked back at my board of directors and I said, this is our future. Mm-hmm. Why can't we invest in it now? So good news. We got approved for what we needed budget wise. And, and we're going to keep powering through it because I do believe that's the biggest movement of our culture and it's, it's the right play for us. So absolutely. And, um, uh, Warms my heart. So that's whenever you're talking about, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid. I mean, you also have to have good Kool-Aid. It's not like... For sure. For sure. It takes work and it takes, you know, funding to do those things for sure. But it is an investment in your company long term. If you're wanting to stay the course and you're wanting to continue to foster that level of employee that you're looking for, you got to you got to do the work. You got to spend the money. You got to do the right things to build the culture. I think that was a drop mic right there. Boom. Got it. Appreciate you having me on, Jada. It's always exciting. I mean, yes, absolutely. And and now that I get to tap into your skill set in so many different ways, we've had you back as a, I think actually three times. I don't know if you're aware of this. This is your third time presenting and being a part of our podcast. So I'm I'm kind of rooting for a fourth at this point. I'm not scared. Any anytime you want to talk about nerdy stuff, I got that in my list of things to do too. So I'm all about it. (laughs) All right. Well, awesome. So for our listeners that are so interested in learning more about you, the services that you provide, or just really picking your brain, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, you can reach out to the wiseresource.com, book uh, consultations there, right through the website. Uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn at Misty Wise, W-I-S-E. And you can also find a little bit of our information about our business there as well. Oh, fantastic. And you welcome that, right? You want to Absolutely. I, I am excited to help new leaders for sure. Awesome. New leaders, any kind of leaders, any, any kind of leaders who need help. How about that? <laughs> we all, we all need help. Let's be honest. I, I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. All right. Thank you so much for being a part of HR after dark. And I'm leaving you with this listeners. Do one kind thing for yourself today and one kind thing for someone else.